I wasn't ready uh, to see my uh, my singer just crawl on stage. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't prepared uh, to see that. That's always the easiest to to, uh, to, yeah. to navigate yeah. it. You know, the the doors yeah. are completely open. Um, but other than I'll that, tell you. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure podcast. We go from Calgary to Quebec, and I'm going to be welcoming Mark, who plays in Just Ice, Prowl, and Voidwalker. Um, this has been a long yeah. time coming as far as uh, lining up this podcast, so I'm really excited to be having you on the show, Mark. Yes, I am too. Yeah, I'm just glad to be here, man. Just before we were uh, recording officially, Mark was saying that um, it's been almost two years since you've uh, spoke to to someone in English. It sounds like. <laughs> yep, and it was in Europe, you know. <laughs> oh, I see. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like, um, yeah. So I'm definitely going to get into just some of the, you know, how you were um, brought up uh, through hardcore and things like that. But uh, just since we're on the topic of it, like. Um, French is your primary uh, language that you speak, is yeah. if if that's safe to say. Yes. Mm -hmm. Got you. Yeah, because I I remember when uh, when Prowl would uh, come through uh, and and that was the first time they were meeting at Wild West twenty eighteen. It's just like you guys are all yes, very exactly. very nice uh, Frenchmen, just like <laughs> oh thank you so much and yeah you guys um, yeah it it's been cool to see that connection there and we'll, we're definitely gonna hit on some of those things. Um, but without further ado. Mark, before we get into any of the music chats, we got to check some bevs. So tell the folks at home what you're going to be drinking for the episode today. Yeah, that's uh, an iced coffee from the coffee shop from uh, Rimouski. And it's uh, personally the best iced coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> here, yeah, here. And it's called uh, Le Moussonneur in French. Oh. And I don't, I don't know what it is in English, but it's like, yeah. I got you. So, w what makes it the best iced coffee for you specifically? Like, what are we? Uh, what's the flavors that are hitting your mouth? Uh, they put maple syrup in it. Oh, they okay. Have, like, very Canadian. Yeah, yeah very Canadian. <laughs> and they have like uh, oat milk. So, yeah, oat milk I and like syrup. It. You know, those are two uh, clear signs that there's some uh, some genuine good flavoring. Uh, going on there so that's awesome um yeah. yeah i was i was a little curious because uh this is my first time recording uh any of the people who are like the audio listeners might not see this but anyone on the video the background might look a little different because i was away and then um bryn had like shifted a couple things so we're, i think we're experimenting <laughs> a little bit with the background um but it's a little early but i'm just saying fuck it and drinking a soda so i'm drinking a new level craft soda which is their mocktail mule kicker. Um, I I thought it was, you know, sometimes drinking a coffee and then doing a coffee immediately after, it's like I get extra ca caffeine anxiety. So I was like, I'll, I'll sp I get it. space it out. Um, so cheers to you, Mark. Glad to be finally doing yeah. this. Cheers, man. Chatting about riffs and all the sick bands that you're a part of. I'm very, very <laughs> excited. So, Mark, I, I think you've listened to a couple episodes of the podcast prior to coming on, but any new guests that I have on, I always like to get a little bit of context about how they got into heavy music, how they got into um, playing the instruments that they're known for. So take me way back in time. Tell me the first time that you heard like a really heavy riff, the first time you picked up a guitar, and then we'll kind of set the stage for the rest of the episode. Cool. Uh, uh, first of all, it's my brother that brought me into like heavy music. Okay. Uh, he was listening to some band like uh, Slipknot and uh, kind of a System of a Down or, uh, I mean, big band at the time. And uh, I remember the first song I played and I fell in love with it. It was like, 
brilliant by Pennywise. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. I, yeah, I learned I learned it on the bass and I was like, oh shit, that that part is really cool. Mm. I think I was like maybe eight years old. Wow. So yeah. Starting yeah. very, very young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just I just fell in love with it and f- from then I just discovered a lot of bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh so you know, like learning, like, were you just learning by ear at the time? Or were you like looking up tabs or or things like that? Uh, Yeah, my brother uh, showed me uh, Guitar Pro. Oh, yes. You know, yeah, yeah. I I think it was the third or fourth one. Mm. And uh, yeah, I learned like a lot of songs on that, uh, from that software. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I forgot. I yeah. totally forgot about that program as far as, um, you know, being especially when uh, when I was getting into heavy music, it was a lot of the, um, you know, August Burns Red and the Azalea Dyings with the really mm-hmm. technical guitar stuff. So people needed to look up Guitar Pro or, or things like yeah. that. Um, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But I think now nowadays it's I don't know if it's as common, like maybe it's still going on. But like for me, it was always like learning things by ear or watching a youtube video of someone covering the song and then like matching my mm-hmm. my hands to wherever that was playing yeah, yeah. i'm do- i'm doing it right now uh you saw my drum covers and stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i'm learning by here because most of the time when i was young it was that yeah, 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 that's something that I have noticed. You know, we're we're jumping around as far as timelines go, but like super recently, you've been doing a lot of like drum covers. Um, kind of yeah. like just before. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought it was like you started doing that like just before the pandemic started or during it. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's been cool to see. Like you know, you throw everything from like the new turnstile to like here's a fire and ni- fire and ice cover. So like I think that's really really interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I like funky drumming. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely so um so going back you found um pennywise you learned that on the bass um you know you're eight years old at this point when is like the first like actual live experience that you um that you uh, you know when when does that play a part in your uh in your journey uh it might be at like uh the the next year i'm like nine years old Oh, yeah, okay. because my brother was uh, playing in a band, and uh, they were playing. Uh, it's it, it was called uh, the Punk Fest. The <laughs> Punk Rimouski. Fest. Yeah, okay. the Punk Fest. Yeah, it was very, really fun. Very for, for original. Nine name. years old. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, and uh, I think it's the first time that I just kind of stage dive or stuff like that. It was sure. it was really cool. Yeah. 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 It was the first show ever. What was your uh, brother's band um, that was playing? It was called uh, Joy of Sorrow. Joy of Sorrow. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's a very uh, contrasting (laughs) band name, you know? Like Fire fire and Ice, Joy and Sorrow, or Joy of Sorrow. Yeah, Yeah, that's funny. Um, At at this time, we're like listening to uh, a lot of Azali Dying and Nepalcore emo stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And and, um, what what instrument was your brother playing? Guitar. Okay. So you were like, maybe I can't riff like my my older brother, but I can at least play the bass at this point in time. Um, Yeah. 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 I I, I mean, uh, I wanted to play drums, Mm -hmm. but... My parents didn't like the drums, so yeah. So I got, I got, I got an, uh, into bass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's funny you say that because I think that there were probably a lot of parents that maybe, um, you know, set those rules where it's like no drums in the house because it is a, a largely loud instrument versus like you could play guitar on your amp a yep. little quiet, you know, even if if it's a yeah. practice amp or, or or things like that. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah, I do think that is, you know, potentially a thing though. Like any parents that did just allow drummers to be loud and 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 play in the in the house and do all that, like, you know, they probably birthed some of the the greatest hardcore drummers or metal drummers of our time, right? Like, <laughs> but you know, it's not for the yeah. faint of heart for every parent. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you go to this show, you're nine years old, you staged that for the first time. Um, how, like, w- were you successful? Did you get catched perfectly or did you slam on the floor? Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking no, no, to no. the first time I staged dove and it was perfect. <laughs> and then I like got pushed back on the stage and I st- staged dove again and just like totally fell on the floor. So again, like we were saying, oh, all the contrast of like really good <laughs> and really bad, but how was no. that for you? It was really good because I was there with a with, with a bunch of friends of mine, and so yeah, we we were catching each other. So got you. You're like I have a couple of people yeah. that I know that I can uh, jump on, and they'll like probably try to catch me a little bit more than than a stranger. Um, yeah, <laughs> cool. So like, um, tell me about you know obviously some of those early stages really kind of like planted some really um important seeds as far as like your love of live music and heavy music when did you actually start to like um take your guitar and then like write your own music and and start to do those things uh i think it was like at the same time because i started playing in bands at like 10 years old Mm. so yeah we were just creating our own stuff and creating our own uh, our own songs and uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was like at nine or ten yeah so it's like eight yeah. find out about it nine go to a show ten yeah. like start playing a band <laughs> so it was, it was very very quick yeah. for you it sounds like mm-hmm. yeah because my brother was doing it so yeah. right i wanted to do it <laughs> totally yeah yeah i think that there is that thing where if uh if you're not the first in your family to discover that and you have an older sibling that's like showing you the ropes essentially that uh that mm-hmm. plays a crucial part for sure um okay yeah. so yeah like i think that sets a lot of the foundational stuff so we're gonna fast forward a little bit um the you know obviously like prowl is the the band that we essentially met for the first time but i knew that like after meeting you um, I found yeah. out about Just Ice, and that seems to be one of the the first things before joining uh, Prowl. So let's let's work in order. Um, so tell me about like how Just Ice came to be. Um, you know, you guys have a very cool aesthetic, and I was listening to your discography just before the call, and I was like, man, a lo- like even the first EP like really holds up as far as like really hard hitting but groovy stuff. So yeah, just t- tell me how that band uh, originally formed. Uh, it first formed because I wanted to have a band uh, on drums and a friend of mine from uh, Gaspesia, Chandler in Gaspesia, uh, he told me, hey man, uh, let's start a uh, uh, funky band, uh, hardcore stuff and like uh, alien kind of vibe. <laughs> I was like, dude, let's do it, man. So yeah, we started from there. And then we found out, uh, I, I had a bunch of friends uh, who were playing music, uh, who, who I played music with them uh, in the past year. Mm-hmm. I just hit him up and like, yeah, we started the band this way. Mm. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because, you know, anyone that looks at you guys' social media or any live videos like the, or even just the artwork, like the alien vibe is definitely there, but it sounds like that was established very early on. It wasn't something that was Mm -hmm. like progressively uh, added into the, the band lore. No, it was the first, the first uh, in our mind uh, for the, all the artwork and stuff. Yeah. Sure. So even, even the singer just, he bought a, a mask of a, an alien. Yeah, he wore he wore it uh, on the sh- uh, uh, he wore it live when we yes. played show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and was that like the mm-hmm. first show that he wore that alien mask, or was it like over time he's like, yeah, maybe I'll wear the alien mask this time? Or I I think it was uh, he he bought it for the first tour in uh, Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we were really stoked, man. <laughs> I mean, it was a cool mess, but another story, uh, he, he lost it. Oh, he so, lost yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. On that tour or some sometime else? No, in the in the, another context. <laughs> I see. 
Yeah, that's um, yeah. that's a shame because that's like a huge part of yeah. your band. Like, is. obviously, the mask can re- be replaced, but it's like it's almost as important <clears throat> as like you know you playing your guitar. The vocalist needs the alien mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did we did some uh, he, he did some shows at with like a uh, uh, kind of a uniform of a karate uh, classes and stuff. Uh, what is, what is it called? Uh, a judo gi? Oh, oh, I think so. Yeah, the the the, the white uniform and the the belt. Oh, like taekwondo yeah. or karate? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Got yeah, you. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> he, he did some shows like that. So who knows what it would be uh, for the next shows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's yeah. a combination. It's the uh, it's the alien ninja or the karate yeah. alien kid mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, just the funky, funky karate uh, alien stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, like it. It sounds like from the get go, that was something that you guys wanted wanted to implement. And th- was that just like you guys wanting to have fun with it specifically, yeah. or was it intentional of like we want when people to play to be like, yeah, that one band was really cool. I don't remember what their name is, but like. The singer had the alien mask, and that was sick. <laughs> I I don't think so, but I I don't think it was it was meant to be like that. But probably some people just remember the band because of it, you know. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and it makes me think because I think a lot of bands, um, something happens at a show, and then it's like it's not like that band becomes the meme of whatever happened but i do think that mm. embracing <clears throat> something that's outside of your traditional hardcore aesthetic like outside of just regular old english and like you know the uh like the scary looking stuff like if you can implement something that's just like a little different that catches people's mm. people's eye that goes a long way yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. i mean i mean we do we do it because we love to do it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I, I was going to ask you, uh, I don't know how much of a, like a alien, not like the, the movie alien, but just aliens in our, you know, um, pop culture, if you want to call it that, do you have a favorite alien from either a movie or a TV show or something that, you know, if you wanted to do some kind of like collab with, (laughs) you would like prefer that? (laughs) I don't really know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. a there's and, a lot to pick from. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's funny because yesterday I was just alone in my uh, in my apartment, and I was like, I was listening to UFOs kind of stuff, the uh, documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. um, uh, like I feel like as far as the the mask and obviously like the the alien emoji that you guys have like posted on a lot of your stuff that definitely has that like American dad alien esque, you know, just like the, the big like balloon shaped, um, gray face. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously like the alien from, from alien is like infamous. Um, but I do like the Simpsons aliens, just like the green blob that kind of like stand stand up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's some bad takes on aliens in movies and 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 TV shows, mm-hmm. but there's there are some good ones for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you guys put yeah, like it, it's funny because you guys have like you said it was so early on, but you fused that into like merch where like the alien has like a hoodie on and it's just like looks like he would just be at a hardcore show and no one would question it that they're from mm-hmm. an from an another world ultimately yeah yeah definitely (laughs) yeah um so yeah musically it definitely has um you know everything from like the the first ep to like the stuff that you guys put out it was definitely on that like groovy side but also like had like the harder hitting parts the really fast parts you know the Mm -hmm. you know the punk-esque aspects so like like you were saying before, you wanted to originally play drums, but were you kind of deemed to play guitar at the beginning, or yeah. how, how did that work? But, uh, I mean, uh, we were uh, four piece, mm-hmm. and I was playing drum uh, at first, mm-hmm. and then 
at first we we told we, we just talked uh, we we talked about touring uh, with this project and stuff, and we were like, yeah, maybe uh, not everybody can do it like uh, like we wanted to. So we just talk about uh, feelings, mm. people that can feel, yeah. And the problem was uh, the guitar player uh, wasn't able to do any more shows at all. And I knew one of my old friend uh, who is now playing drum with us. At this time, uh, it was just uh, coming back and remove ski after uh, studying in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, do you want to play drum? <laughs> do you want to just uh, fill in? For me, and I'm just fitting in on guitar. And it was like, yeah, of course, I want to do it. And just after one or two years, it was like, yeah, I just want to be in the band, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. like, yeah, of course, of course. It's to- totally uh, logical to do it like that. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. interesting because normally, um, like I've seen like bass players or guitar players can be like swapped in and out. Like the drums are mm-hmm. a, such a crucial part, but you know, you almost yeah. allowed him to just like test it out. And then he really liked it and then just joined the band ultimately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 I was, I was hundred percent, hundred percent confident with the, with him playing my parts. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's but, really good. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you still write all the drums and, and all of that for the band or is it kind of like, fully in his court now uh i write a lot of things okay. i i mean yeah yeah but i'm always open because you have uh, lots of good ideas and stuff totally so yeah 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 you can be like collaborative in that way yeah totally mm-hmm. i mean if you don't if you don't like something i just created i'm good with it yeah so totally so, so you were mentioning, you know, you guys were talking, like, uh, was the idea of, like, going on tour um, just because you guys were getting a little bit of traction, or it was like, we just mm-hmm. want to get in front of as many people as we can right now? Uh, it was both, yes. We just wanted to be on the road and, like, playing as much as we can, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just sh- yeah, and just sharing what we love to do yeah of course <laughs> what, what, what we created so yeah the, yeah because that's the thing that that's interesting to me about just ice because you guys have done like a fair amount of like stuff in europe and and, and overseas as well so um and, and to my not like have you guys did you do like you know the north american leg and then you're like okay now we're gonna go to europe or was it like let's go to europe first we did a couple shows uh, uh, before we start going to Europe. Mm-hmm. Like we did, we did a couple shows from uh, Gaspésia to like uh, Toronto and like uh, up north Toronto. Got you. Okay. But but nothing visas, in the states, vi- right? No, no, no. Because visas were problem with us. <laughs> gotcha. I mean. It, it was not a problem. It was like more difficult than going to Europe. Mm, so, yeah. Okay. So going to Europe, and, you don't need to really get the, the same requirements um, for playing the States, it sounds like. No, you don't need anything. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's really crazy. And that's really fun, you know? Totally. That's why we, we just... We just uh, we got there like two times. Gotcha. And we were we were supposed to go there again, uh, but the pandemic uh, hits, and so yeah. Gotcha. So um, you know, may- maybe it's a good uh, you know, because I think the biggest hurdle for Canadian bands going down to the states is the visa situation. Like it's not the yeah. same for any of the American listeners. It's not the same for any of you guys to come up here to Canada. No. But um, you know, obviously the the biggest hurdle isn't um the visas when it comes to crossing the pond, but that has its own uh uh unique challenges and obstacles. So what when you guys were like talking about it, like what was the biggest hurdle at the time where you 
either didn't know how a process worked or like, you know, okay, we're going to land here, but then we're like, how is traveling going to work? Like, what was the biggest uh, unknown when you were essentially taking the leap to to play in, in another country ultimately? ultimately? Uh, I've been there uh, before uh, Just Ice even exists. Okay. I tour, yeah, I, I've been on tour with a band. Uh, I just, uh, I feel in with uh, Get the Shot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that We're playing from... a lot. Toronto, if I'm no from... Quebec. Oh, they are from Quebec. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. shout out yeah. to get the shot. Let's go. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were a Canadian band, but yeah, here I am learning. Yeah, all these I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I was really in love with uh, the first thing they put out and stuff. Mm. I'm just not into that band uh, really uh, anymore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this time uh, I just they, they needed. Uh, a drummer i was like 20 years old and i was like cool that's my first tour ever mm, <laughs> like, totally so let's let's do it man yeah and so i just i just love doing it and i i knew i knew that uh, i'll be there again soon 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 as possible as soon as possible got you so yeah. yeah, so like you kind of got to wet your palate a little bit with like the whole Europe experience through this Get the Shot tour. And then when it came to just ice doing it, you're like, you already had a little bit of experience to reference. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it was really different, uh, mostly because I booked it. <laughs> sure. But yeah, <laughs> then the, the first time it was like, I was only... A musician playing and that's it you know right just sleeping in the van and like chilling <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah it was yeah it helped me a lot uh, doing uh, this first tour yeah. yeah so 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 tell me about some of those um those challenges as as you were the one booking this um first just ice european tour like what were like wh what what do you think the biggest difference is from like booking and like touring in that country versus anywhere in north america here uh i think it's easier okay really yeah really uh because you don't have that much uh road to do between each day mm -hmm. and you can you can like you can like do one country uh every day totally <laughs> kind of, you know and uh yeah that that I mean, I don't know. It's 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 been really easier than what I just experienced before mm -hmm. with any other band. Do you, do you find that like yeah. even just the scene and the crowd there, like as soon as they they see a band from like not in their um you know in their neck of the woods if you want to call it that that is like coming mm -hmm. from the states or coming from Canada, like whether they're a big band or not, like do you feel like there's more appreciation or? Because that's what I've heard from other people, but I I'm, I'm curious on what your experience is. It is, it is. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, European people really like. Uh, I mean, fr French people really like Quebecers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they 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 told they told me uh, we're like uh, not peaceful, but like. Uh, happy people uh, always happy and just like really friendly and stuff so yeah mm -hmm. they, they they really love uh Quebecers. yeah and i mean european uh, people i think they love uh they really love them from other country like that mm -hmm. yeah and, and and obviously like um you know speaking french going to like somewhere in paris or something you're like oh like i can navigate this like very very easily um versus someone mm. like myself that only speaks english and then would maybe need a translator i think like one of the most um not humble humbling experiences but there was one time i was in montreal um and someone came up to me on the street and they were speaking to me in french and i was like oh, sorry, I, I only speak English. And then immediately they start speaking English and they were like, oh, do you know where this, you know, this yeah. bar or this whatever is? I was like, oh, I'm not even from here. So I felt like I let them down twice in a row. It was like, I don't speak your um, your primary <laughs> language and I'm a tourist here. So 
Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I do think that, you know, if I ever get the chance to play Europe, um, it, it is going to be one of those things where it's like, I really will have to either rely on people or like prep myself into learning a little bit of, of uh, whatever the language is uh, primarily there so I can kind of try and navigate it a little bit better. I think uh, that's not really necessary because okay. there's so much language in Europe. I mean, one day you're in France, so they speak French. The next day you're in uh, Germany and they speak uh, German. Sure. The next day you're in Switzerland. And so, yeah, it's really... Uh, so English is like the best language to understand each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So based off of that, do you think that if a band was, you know, wanting to go to Europe and, and maybe they were like, they that was a, a concern for them. They, they didn't want to get lost. And then, you know, if they need to, you know, ask someone something they didn't want to, like, is it better to get some kind of, um, like, did you guys have like a touring manager that was local there that could help you guys navigate? Or was it like fully DIY and you guys were, you know, going fully in DIY? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, uh, it was like my singer were supposed to work on it uh, at this time and during Christmas I was just hanging hanging on my couch and I was like yeah I think I think I'm gonna book this tour like right now right. <laughs> and I just sent a couple messages and like uh, it just grew up from there mm -hmm. Um, yeah. you know, based off, you know, you were mentioning, um, it sounds like there was some opportunities to maybe go over there, but obviously the pandemic has rustled a lot of feathers and, you know, changed a mm. lot of plans. Um, what is the one country in Europe that you're like itching to play whenever you can get the chance and it's safe to do so? We, we didn't play, uh, UK yet. Oh, okay. I would like to play there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe, uh, Spain too. Okay, cool. So those yeah, those yeah. haven't been touched by you at that at this point. No. No. Got you. I th Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're like And oh, maybe uh, Yeah, yeah. Maybe it Italy too? Okay. Yeah. Do you do you those have Those three are like, yeah. Those are on your hit list at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Do you have a do you have a, like a certain spot with the two times that you have been there that like really blew you away as far as like uh an unexpected reaction or just like you know a really thriving scene that you want to shout out uh playing uh Eber fest oh okay it's like yeah was like the best um it was so sick really <laughs> yeah for for the band it was like something else yeah <laughs> it was really cool yeah, and just being being there and like people were so so cool with us and like we had a couple of friends we we met like uh, the week before during uh, the tour and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I that's an outdoor festival. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember seeing videos from that fest, and I think that was one where with the uh, the infamous alien mask. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> Yeah. I I wasn't ready uh, to see my uh, my senior just crawl on stage. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't prepared uh, to see that. Yeah, on, on a very uh, professional, like you know, whoever was doing those videos was very very professional. So like, I'm sure yeah. whoever was rocking the camera was like, oh, th this video is gonna be good <laughs> with this alien band <laughs> from Canada. Yeah, I mean. The mask in, is like a, is like a, a kind of a plastic product. Yeah. So my singer is just singing, singing in the microphone. We just we don't hear any anything, and it is like just out of breath. So yeah, that that was really fun. Yeah, it's it's like a yeah. full on Slipknot move because like you know you're adding yeah. a, a layer of difficulty of like moving around and sweating and and adding all of that, but it's also like, is the hole big enough to to capture no. the vocals? <laughs> no, clearly not. <laughs> no, you you can't you can't hear it uh, uh, on the, our live set that he professes. He he's just saying something uh, before we start it, and I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What was that? What 
was that? Yeah, it's yeah. almost like uh, when you guys start playing shows again, if if he's gonna bring that mask out, like he almost needs to cut a bigger, you know, mouth yeah. hole or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That was> the... <laughs> I, I, I'm really curious on like his visibility because like any time that I would wear any kind of mask like that for like Halloween or something, it's like I can't see shit while I'm going trick or treating in my yeah. neighborhood. So imagine playing yeah. a fest and people are stage diving and, you know, I'm sure you would take I mean, a base head to the face. I don't know. He's just wearing it like uh, for for the first first minutes of the set. I mean, oh, not the entire time. Minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got no, 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 no. Yeah. that's enough <laughs> that's that's enough <laughs> you guys started in 2017 but i think the last thing you yeah. put out was just before 2020 if i'm remembering cr correctly yeah we put out a single called prime time before yes before going on the second poll mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and uh yeah so like do you guys have anything in the works right now that you want to share or like what's yeah. the uh what's the game plan because because <laughs> every band still is like in that weird point of like do we put out this album like every country is in different spots as far as like either having shows or still being locked down or whatever it is so mm -hmm. like what's the current state of uh what you guys are currently working on right right now uh we're recording uh, and like two two song and one cover like okay. a small small EP just to uh, to let people know we're still there. <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. But we have a couple of things in the work right now. Cool, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm very very excited to 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 be seeing that. Um, I know, uh, you know, it came up on some previous podcasts, but I don't think it it ever got mentioned on any of ours. But um. Yeah, the plan originally uh, back when Scoped was going to do our three-year anniversary, so that would have been in 2020. Um, we yeah. we were going to be getting you guys to come and come yeah. and play that, but unfortunately <laughs> that didn't happen. But uh, yeah. you know, hopefully there's some kind of opportunity for Just Ice to come through through Calgary. Um, I wish. As far as bands that you play in that have come through Calgary, uh, let's kind of transition it to Prowl. Um, yeah. So obviously, like you know, Prowl is that is that band at least for me that i've gotten to see twice but you were playing guitar for the uh i guess the latter time so yeah i guess like <laughs> do you do you want to quickly talk about the whole like stepping stone prowl um tour <laughs> and like all the the craziness as far as like orchestrating all that uh went to be i'm sure any of our mutual friends <clears throat> from calgary or anyone who attended that fest clearly knows but for anyone that doesn't know tell me about how that um you know what went down in that area yeah i mean uh we were just supposed to go on tour we, we were jamming on thursday in montreal and uh the drummer just came in and was like yeah i'm not going on tour with you and we we're like what the fuck we're, we're going tomorrow right you're leaving the next day for yeah. like a yeah. canada I mean, yeah. and u.s run with stepping stone yeah, I mean, I'm living at like uh, five hours from Montreal. Mm -hmm. I'm living in Rimouski, so I just always drive there to jam with the boys and stuff. And I was like, damn, I just took uh, two weeks off and I'm about to just not go on tour. Yeah. <laughs> and like the other guys were, were the same, uh, were in the same situation, you know? Yeah. Thanks for the so, heads so, up, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally the eleventh yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah, and so Max just uh, called the people, the, the guys in Stepping Stone, and were like, "Yeah, uh, do you guys want to play drum uh, for the tour? Because we don't have any drummer." <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, it was Russ and uh, Luke, and they just said, "Yeah, we're gonna do it." Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we jammed uh on friday and we 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 had a show on friday in montreal that was the first show of the tour mm -hmm. and so like, so uh, you you guys jammed with you know that um that makeshift lineup for the first time on the day you had a show that's so crazy yep, that was really <laughs> crazy mm -hmm. but it was really insane it was really uh the tour was really cool totally honestly yeah I love I love the people in Stepping Stone. 
Really yeah, much. <laughs> yeah, great guys, and you know, I miss a, them. <laughs> no better band to like, um, you know, have adequate drummers to learn like a, a couple songs each, you know, because I think it was like Ross played, or I'm not sure if Ross played first or or Luke, but it was like essentially they tag teamed, um, yeah, for, for the songs. But yeah, like yeah. Ross is an insane drummer, a but like Luke, who does vocals in Stepping Stone, like is you know secretly a great drummer as well. So like. It's uh, it mm-hmm. was, it was super cool. Like once you guys eventually that tour came through, uh, into Calgary to like, again see that, and especially like for someone that documents shows, like that you know it's it's one of those moments of things coming together to make the show happen, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up that anecdote because it, it's still like a set that I go and watch um to this day and uh it's always funny when max is like give it up to ross from second stepping stone and then it's like luke's like (laughs) he's like gets the names mixed up (laughs) yeah i remember it i remember it (laughs) yeah Yeah. that was a crazy a crazy tour mm -hmm. so and then i think um you know uh i think the one of the last things that you know before um, the world shut down, but also just like, you know, the activeness that, you know, I think anyone on the outside has seen from Prowl. I think you guys played LDB Fest 2019. Um, so yeah. did you guys play any shows kind of before the pandemic hit uh, after that? Or that was uh, kind of like the last one in, 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 uh, in, a, in a while? I don't, I think we played, uh, I remember we played Montreal with, uh, Red Death and Forest and uh, I don't remember, but I think it was the last show. Okay. It was like in fe- February. Yeah, February um, before oh, the pandemic. Uh, of hits. 2020? Yeah. I think okay. So. Uh, no, no uh, I don't remember. <laughs> it's but, been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I remember we just, we just came back. Uh, from Europe with Just Ice in January, and mm-hmm. then we did this show in February. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that Just Ice tour was, um, was that in twenty twenty before things? No. So that would I have think... been twenty nineteen then. Oh uh, no, twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Twenty twenty. Yeah. I just yeah. want to make sure I got so, the timeline yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> no, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you guys played. I feel like most bands. Ugh, excuse me most bands had that like last show before things kind of shut down and now there's been this lead up, but I, I think it's safe to say most bands have been like working on, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is in that, mm. in, in this last time, whether it's writing new music, whether it's, you know, um, refining something, um, working on other bands at the same time. So, you know, it, I, I think, it, I think it's safe to say anyone who, you know, I think anyone in Western Canada who has gone to see Prowl, like the two times that you guys have come through, it's like, that's like a fan favorite Eastern Canada hardcore band. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime anyone's asking about like, um, you know, thrashy crossover recommendations, I'm always sending um, Prowl <laughs> to, to you guys. But obviously, um, you know, I think that there have, have been those things or it's like, ha- there hasn't been the next thing um, since like the, the two song promo you guys did. So, you know, I've bugged you multiple times. I've bugged Max in the DMS as well. Um, (laughs) But if you want to officially set the record straight of like, you know, what you guys are are currently working on and you know what the status is um, and then I can officially stop bugging you about it forever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, the pandemic uh, hits, everything uh, about the, the the productivity because max is live max and uh, joel is living in montreal and uh, i'm living in Ramuski uh, with the drummer mm. which is the same drummer uh, uh, in justice got you okay yeah so did uh, sorry did that drummer play ldb 2019 when you guys yeah, did that yeah. okay now yes. i'm just putting the face to the name got you yeah mm. And uh, so yeah, we're we're still working on uh, new stuff. We ha- we have a lot of song. Uh, we just I, I I mean I don't I don't want to talk about it too much. 
yeah. But yeah, we are still working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And 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 that is all I guess I needed to be like to know that it's not just like oh yeah we might not do stuff like you guys are working and I think and like yeah. there are so many great EPs great records that like once I've you know had people on the podcast they say yeah this is four years in the making this record is five mm-hmm. years in the making and that is crazy to me because that's an insane amount of time but sometimes you know good things um uh take time so yeah like i know if it's an lp if it's an ep like whatever it is for for next for you guys like you know as a huge fan of your band like there's great anticipation uh from my end but you know whenever that comes (laughs) up whether that's um next year or the year after whenever it is um you know Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's going to be uh big for you guys because i feel like prowl is this like eastern canada gem that uh that like I think a lot of people uh, back you guys. Uh, and as soon as there's yeah. some kind of like official return, uh, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, so to, to hit on the very last band that, um, that you're involved in and um, you know, this kind of all ties back to the very beginning of the podcast where we were talking about like, first learning or wanting to play drums and then your parents are like there's no mm-hmm. way you're playing drums in here um you yeah. sent me uh the link to your band void walker which you play drums yeah. for yeah honestly blown away by the <laughs> musicianship your drumming as well and again it was one of those things where i always knew you as a guitar player and a riff wizard but i was like man like marcus hitting these drums like you know there's no tomorrow so Tell me about how that project came together. And, uh, you know, I, I highly recommend anyone who's listened this far into the podcast, you know, pause this, go check out the Void Walker, you know, download <laughs> it. You're, you won't be disappointed. But yeah, tell me how that came to be for you. Uh, I'm First of all, it's just like, it's not like a, a real band because we're a three piece and like just, uh, we just wanted to create music and uh, and just put it out as a as a group of friends. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we just recorded a couple of songs, jammed it. Uh, we had a lot of fun uh, recording it, and like we wanted to do something really uh, dusty and dark. And uh, I mean, yeah, it was really fun, and we're still working on new stuff very very cool yeah and you know maybe we're maybe we'll play a show maybe not (laughs) who knows who knows (laughs) i'm hoping there's at least one at least yeah 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 i wish Mm -hmm. i wish i I love these guys and that would be really fun so is there like shared members in voidwalker from prowl or or just ice or is it all new guys that you don't jam with in in your current band yeah it's it's old friend of mine Uh, we had a couple of bands before Mm -hmm. but uh, they're not playing uh, these bands uh, at all Mm. got you yeah yeah and and like again to go back to the drumming like there's so much um uh not like intricacy isn't the right word but just like the the blast beats and all the really fast um stuff and even just the production of the drums itself is like a very raw but like very punchy um aspect Mm. so again you know like i don't mean to echo myself but like knowing you as a guitar player and then seeing you kill it on the drums and seeing all these drum covers that you've done over the last little while has uh has been really really interesting to to showcase um i guess your um your skill and uh musicianship so yeah <laughs> in fact uh, i recorded drums on the the first two releases of just ice oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah you, you've been able to scratch the itch of playing drums a number of times but this is like you yeah. know i play drums in this band so yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. and it's it's really uh, in my opinion a different style of drumming totally totally i mean I never play with the double pedal, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And this on this record, I I did it, and I was like, oh 
shit, that's really weird to play, to play with that, you know? Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like double pedals, but yeah, it needed to be uh, to be on this record. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think that there are certain drummers that are like, I will, you know, never have a China cymbal or never have a bell, but I think it being open to like, having that because that opens yep. up so many different options for different beats different like accents and just like very subtleties but um yeah mm -hmm. like so there is something to be said who with a drummer who is like a like anytime i see a drummer who kills it and they have a kick drum a floor tom a snare a hi-hat and a crash ride and that's it mm -hmm. i'm like holy fuck like how are you making yeah. Yeah, yeah. these insane beats with like the bare bones of a of a drum kit mm. yeah totally yeah because nothing the, the, i no, mean <laughs> nothing is yeah, worse than go, like go. all of the toms and like five cymbals or five crashes and yeah then it's just too yeah. much at that point yeah and it, you just don't want to bring it on tour and stuff like that you <laughs> just want to do with something light and uh, totally yeah w like what was the what's your um, what's your secret weapon when it comes to your drum kit setup? Is it like, um, having a weird size for your ride or like the hi-hats or the, or the pedals or the shells? Like what's your thing that you feel like most people don't, um, you know, like I'm not trying to give away your, your secrets, uh, you know, all your, all your <laughs> secret ingredients or whatever, but I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, it's not, a, it's not really a secret, but I'm just hitting as hard as possible okay i mean that's not really a secret or stuff like that but that's my that's my that's my thing that's mm -hmm. my go-to to drum in like hardcore band or stuff like that just hit as hard as you can and mm -hmm. like yeah yeah so so that's interesting because i i think that is any any recording person that i've worked with is like hit your i hope your drummer hits your drums hard it's like oh yeah i can i can attest because yeah. you need that like sense of uh dynamic nature but like do you like do you think that there's a reason that drummers aren't hitting things as hard or are they just concerned about breaking their shit or warranties or things like that like where's your mind go with that i mean uh I think drummer are maybe, uh, I, I like drumming, but sometimes it sucks because <laughs> that's not, yeah, yeah. Because you need to change skins. You need to, to just buy uh, drumsticks. You need to, you break a cymbal, you got to buy another one. And like when you're a guitar player, I mean, you buy new strings, you buy maybe a new cables and right once uh, once each uh, I, I don't know how many years you change uh, a uh, lamp uh, not lamp uh, in your uh, uh, in your guitar head oh um yeah oh, the uh, tubes. yeah tubes mm -hmm. sorry sorry no you're fine <laughs> so yeah I mean they they do light up like a lamp so you you were you were yeah 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 <laughs> I, I was just searching for for the right words. I, I got you yeah so i understand drummers that like don't really hit that hard but the way i do it is like i just hit hard on the shells and the cymbals just you do it a little bit lighter because it sounds good anyway sure but yeah yeah no that, that might be that might be the the, the reason why uh, drummers are a little bit afraid of just destroying their their drum but you know i fucking like it yes well yeah i think that's a great point honestly just like the wear and tear of of, uh, of instruments changes on on what you're doing because like you could buy a guitar and for the most part if you're not like the chariot and throwing your guitar in the air and jumping on it like yeah. you can have that guitar for you know 10 plus years and maybe you're just changing the strings um you know at the very most on that instrument alone maybe you need to change the electronics on the you know the guts of the guitar but like that is pennies versus you crack a crash that's like 350 bucks you know yeah so exactly yeah I, I i understand um maybe not the hesitancy but some of that 
um, that, Mm -hmm. you know, the babying that instrument a little bit more. But like you said, like you notice the drummers who like really pop on certain albums and live because they're really putting their all into it and they're not letting the, um, um, the materialism of their instrument, uh, affect their performance if that makes sense yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. what uh what's been the what's the most costly thing that you've had to replace on your on your drum kit symbols (laughs) it's all symbols (laughs) symbols always Mm -hmm. i mean i just play i I play with uh with the big symbols i mean i got a 24 inch crash ride wow 22 inch uh another crash ride that i use as a big crash and like my yeah 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 i've never heard someone that has two crash rides and one is actually to ride on and one is just crash so that's funny yeah because uh this company just uh just did a a new kind of product product that is a a little bit lighter Mm. they they are they are a ride but they're so light that it sounds like a crash. Mm, yeah. Interesting. And okay. it's really crashable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I do love uh, that. That's my kind of little secret. <laughs> I do love big the bigger symbols. symbols. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I love fat sound. Yes. Yeah. Like when I was first getting into heavy music and seeing drummers with like a 16 inch crash, and I'm like, what mm. is that? Like, it's. <laughs> it's like it's pretty much a splash compared to most like hardcore bands now right so Uh exactly yeah um yeah but i i do think that there is something to be said because i don't know if this is still the case but with one of the first bands i was playing in the the drummer uh of that band was like zillagen was had a warranty for symbols for i think it's like two years and then sabian was three i like and and apologize to all the drummers if I'm completely speaking out of turn because this is almost ten years ago. But do you know what the if there is a warranty where it's like, well, I know I'm gonna break this symbol, so I might as well try and break it within this time frame versus uh, trying to do it right away or or I don't know if, how you navigate that. Be sure that I know the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> I Definitely. know exactly when it's in. Yeah. So, I mean. Sometimes I just I just hit harder because I know I need to 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 I mean the warranty is coming at its end so right. I just change it so yeah I'm I'm good for like when I buy a symbol I'm good like uh, I'm like uh, good for uh, three years or four years gotcha with it yeah I just change it before the warranty ends so I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and how do you uh, how do you document that? Like, do you have to take a photo of the symbol and it was like it broke on this day, or like how do you essentially verify that like it was in within that window? You you need to ship it back to the to I mean oh, uh, I just okay. I just give it back to the music store in Ramuski and they ship it back to uh, Sabian. Yeah, gotcha. Because Sabian is like it's like. Four hours from Rimouski. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's not, not like you know, it'll be there in two to three business weeks or whatever it is. Like, it, mm. it's a little bit quicker, at least where you are. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it that way. <laughs> yeah, it will definitely. Yeah, it's like uh, anything you know related to camera gear that I either need to fix or I'm thinking of fixing. It's like, well, we can send this camera, but it will get there in a week, and then who knows what their plate is as far as work orders and things like that. And then it has to come back. But for you, it yeah. sounds like, oh yeah, we could, we could drive this up today or tomorrow or whatever it is. Exactly. And, exactly. And then, yeah. yeah. Even if, <laughs> if you're in a tight um, time frame with the warranty, that won't affect, that won't affect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, um, do you like, do you have a pretty base? I think you have a pretty basic like symbol setup, like hi hats, two crashes, a ride and, and maybe a China, um do you have thoughts no china oh no china okay got you <laughs> no china um is there any symbols that you are like there's no you will never catch me with this like a splash uh, a mini china or a bell or are there certain ones that you're like for what i do i don't need it uh or ones that you just hate seeing on people's drum sets 
as, I mean, as being unnecessary, I should say. Uh, I think the, the, the kit I have right now is my perfect kit. Uh, I don't need more than that. But the problem is when I want to do some drum covers and they, they are playing with a double bass drum or like a Chinese or like a stuff like that, I'm just like, okay, am I going to buy new symbols or like double pedals? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to do maybe something else or just find another song. <laughs> totally, yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think that there are certain things where, um, you know, if you play a certain style of music, if you play like, you know, beat down, you should probably have a China or something like that. Yeah. If you're playing like, <laughs> you know, very, um, you know, mid 2000s metalcore, maybe you should have that really fat bell on your ride or just like have a bell for like those yeah. ding, ding, ding yeah. parts. Yeah. Um, I know. I know. But, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, drumming is in, in my opinion, one of the, the coolest aspects in music because there is so much different variety and how people can, you know, play a big sound with like very little of a kit or they have a big mm. kit. So, you know, being able to swap those things out is, is always fun. Um, yeah. Well, Mark, I mean, oh. it's like a pedal guitar or stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having different pedals, it's like, it's not as cool, I think, versus like, hey, yeah. I have this stuff that I'm just slamming on for, <laughs> you know, 20 minutes straight. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Mark, this has been a really, really fun chat. Um, obviously a big fan of all the bands that you're that you're doing. And, and I'm glad that you gave me some time uh, today to chat. Um, the last portion of the podcast that we always end on is a favorite mosh story that you would like to share. So that could be literally yeah. anything that's first to your mind, whether it happened <laughs> to you or a friend of yours or bandmate. Um, whatever's the first thing to your head is is how we kind of start to end the show. Uh, I don't think it's my favorite. Uh, I don't I don't know if I have a favorite, but uh, Fair. the 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 one I remember was a show in Rimouski and uh, Ben was playing a cover from uh, Death Threat. It was uh, okay. the song Dead at Birth. Okay. And a friend of mine just fucking smashed my nose. Uh, I don't know if you see it, but it's like crooked that way a bit. Oh. And it just, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But I just remember that time always. Right. <laughs> always, right. always when I smile in the, mir in the mirror. <laughs> you're just like you always yeah. think of that moment and it's like yeah. forever changed you <laughs> yeah i mean I, I was laughing i was laughing until i just tried to just move it back and it just started bleeding oh no yeah yeah, yeah. it was funny it was yeah. funny but yeah <laughs> yeah and that hasn't affected any uh functions as far as your your nose is concerned like you it's not no. like you can can't smell certain things anymore no. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> Just more of an aesthetic thing at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. But I, I don't care. But I remember it so much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's your nose. You only get one of them. But um. Yeah. 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 It's uh, if uh, if I if 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 I had a dollar for every time that I've either seen someone get clocked in the nose or heard it here on the podcast, like, you know, there, it would be a good chunk of change as far as like the nose is um, kind of a, a main target at times when mm. it comes to the pits. So um, that's a great story. <laughs> uh, Mark, this has been a great chat again. All your bands will be linked in the description of the video and in the show notes. Um, but if there's anything you want to end off, shout out, plug, um, the floor is yours for whatever you got, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know. We talk about uh, a lot of things, so yeah, maybe uh, would you, we're we're putting out stuff with uh, all of my band uh, soon, and then uh, the next month maybe, and uh, yeah, I'm just stoked to to uh, to do shows and go uh, go see you guys uh, in Calgary and stuff. Yes, yeah. I, I'm hoping that any of the bands, whether it's Voidwalker, Prowl, or Just Ice are, are coming through, you know, yeah. the, the minute that that is, is possible. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, all that being said, go listen to Just Ice. Go listen to Prowl. Go listen to Voidwalker. Definitely go listen to Voidwalker. I, I checked today. I'm like, <laughs> this needs way more streams. Um, but Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really fun. My pleasure, man. Thanks. <laughs>